0: Hey what's up everybody Thanks for listening to Dude Check This Out A music podcast Check out Hambone Relay's new album Say Hi to Earl Available on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon And just about everywhere else You can get more info or buy the record At our website www.hambonerelay.com Dude Check This Out Is sponsored by Bald Birds Brewing Company In Audubon, Pennsylvania
1: That's not on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> blub juice. Blub juice. Blub blub. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Check this out. My name is Rob Tate of Hambone Relay. Speaking of Hambone Relay, uh, we are an organ trio based out of Philadelphia. Uh, my name is Rob Tate. I play drums and do all the sorts of wacky stuff on a microphone. And over there on the computer is Mr. Mark Brown, who plays the organ, is our band leader. Hey. And Mark's done for the uh, the episode. But he'll be back <laughs> on momentarily, I'm sure, to pipe in when I mess up dates or facts. Yep. <laughs> so that's a thing. Um, as always, welcome to do Check This Out. We always talk about as much music as possible. We can't talk about every single genre. It's impossible. So if you'd like us to talk about a specific genre or to a specific artist, or if you'd like to be on this podcast, please email us at hambonerelay at gmail.com. And as always, we always have a special guest with us on these episodes. With us today is a fabulous human being. She's always positive. She's always happy. She's a great singer and songwriter. And she's also trained in vinyasa yoga. Her name is Maggie May. She's with us today. Hey. Sup? Sup? Welcome to the Throes of Jersey. Thanks. Speaking of which, we are sponsored by <laughs> Bald, Bird's, Bald Bird's Brewing Company. Right now, Maggie's trying the, the blueberry IPA that we, uh, we have. It's called Blub Juice. Ah. I forget what percentage. How do is you
3: know it? it's not Bloob?
1: Because that's actually a fair Whoa, question. <laughs> mind blown right now. We get de- we're Maybe deep they ran at- out of money. Well, there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no e on the end of it. True. So I think it's just. True. Blub. right. I'm pretty right. sure it's blub. We solved it. It's blue- Well, actually, no <laughs> shit. That doesn't make any sense. It does because blueberry. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Great start, guys. <laughs> so our 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 sponsor is now leaving. um <laughs> they check really us out. love us. We're we're we great. We used to have a sponsor called uh, Ball Birds Brewing Company, but uh, go check them out. They have a uh, their main hub, which is in Audubon, PA. Audubon, PA, and they uh, they they're, uh, they just opened a new store in Maniunk, which is attached to a coffee shop, and they you can try all their beer selections there. We have a couple here. We got the uh, the Mexican Lager, the Distant Earth, and then Blub Juice. We ran out of the Have Fun Double IPA. Because all of our guests Like that one a lot Just I mean can't have any fun. And Mark Brown I'm drinking it right now Actually he, he's, Mark's drinking the last one Are you the having fun one. He's got the last
2: half Always
1: line. So uh, Mags We're fucked <laughs> Pardon my friend Shit <laughs> Shit You said you were from Jersey right mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't sound so that's,
3: fucking that's thrilled That's not a thing you say In Philly And get away with
1: Well yeah But I mean You said I'm you're nervous. from Jersey though
3: Yeah I am Where was <laughs> it again West Milford. North Milford. North okay. Jersey. Well,
1: that's cool. I mean, Mark lives in, you know, Riverton, and I live over, I used to, I grew up in Medford, New Jersey. Okay. And we all say we're from Philly now. Yep. Because no one wants to admit we're from New Jersey. <laughs> but we won't tell anybody. Yeah, thank Everyone you. Everyone listening, please don't Shh. report Maggie to the, the Philly police.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're a fucking liar. <laughs> You're going to have to edit the shit out of that. <laughs> so, no way, man. No. It's gold. Take out
3: the part about me being from Jersey. No, we have to keep (laughs) it Because
1: it's a fact, and that's technically not wrong. Mm. Uh, But that's awesome. So you are very fascinating because you have recently moved in with a couple friends of mine, or ours. And uh, I didn't know you before then. And uh, you've been a beacon of positivity, I will call it. And I've only met you two or three times, or hung out with you two or three times. You can't meet somebody two to three times, right? And you've been a wonderful positive light to everyone who you hang out with. Mm-hmm. Is that like a thing that you've always been, you've always been positive?
3: <sighs> I wouldn't say that. Okay. No, I've been doing a lot of work towards that a lot recently. Well, it Especially. shows.
2: Thanks.
1: Because like when you're in these groups of people, you're always the one that's beaming with light. Or, <laughs> cheer. or at least it feels that way. And, um, it's always, it's always nice to hang out with you Aww. and talk with you. You too. And, uh, you've told me that you just started, uh, Getting ready to record your new EP, right? I did, yeah. You you met with everybody for pre-production yet?
3: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm working with Robbie Webb. Mm -hmm. We put one song together, actually, um, and it's quite the piece, and Mike really (laughs) has been helping me arrange. We'll be getting into Rittenhouse Soundworks, Mark will be joining, um, in December, and then it's me and Robbie from there on out. That's
1: dope. Yeah, I'm
3: really excited
1: do you have like a timetable for when that's going to like come out and stuff? No, it's better. not to. <laughs> It's better not to, you know, you need to be friends and stuff that are like, we're going to put this out in December. It has to come out in December. And then you when know, it's, it's
3: done and then I'll wait a little bit longer and then I'll put it out. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah cause then, and then, and
1: also, if something, something pops up that you have to pay for or whatever, you know, you mm-hmm. do whatever you got to do. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, um, You said Mike really was involved with it. Was he like helping you arrange the the song or?
3: Yeah, he sat and helped. And then he and Robbie and I all sat together and we just like totally went all in on this one song.
1: Okay, so for people that don't know, Robbie Webb is a fantastic drummer, producer and all around great guy. And he Mm -hmm. has a uh, little studio at his place. And uh, around Philly, he gets to go and sit in different studios. And um, Mike really is a wonderful trombone player and an amazing guy. I haven't seen him in a long time. How is he?
3: He's great. He just celebrated his birthday Sunday night.
1: Would oh, did you guys go on a bender?
3: I didn't go. I got really couch locked, but Taylor Kelly had a little surprise party for him, and oh, I heard cool. it was really good, because he was supposed to come work with Robbie and I on Monday, but Robbie said he wasn't coming in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Somebody got a little too fu- fired up for his birthday. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think the right amount. The right amount of fire. <laughs> as long up. as you
1: don't die, I guess it is the right amount for yeah. your birthday, Yeah. Right? <laughs> Uh, you, yeah, it I guess. I guess that's what it is. It's fine. It's
3: a little dark, Rob.
1: Yeah. Like I said, you're the you're the light, and I'm the dark in this conversation. It's With our fine. powers
3: <laughs> combined. Yeah. With
1: our powers combined, we we'll make, make
3: neutral. We'll make neutral podcasting.
1: <laughs> no, but that's awesome, man. And when you have two singles out right now, there's two singles up on Spotify, right?
3: Mm, yeah. Ones um, I recorded when I was like. 21 i think how old are you now 29 okay and um i've had that recording forever i'm actually looking to re-record it on the new album and i just threw that on as a test run so that i could release the single can you hear me now uh-huh. that is something i'm also gonna be re-recording okay,
1: are was, you take both of those down to mm, put the new ones yeah. up okay
2: Mm-hmm.
1: that's exciting yeah <laughs> why are you unhappy with the way those were recorded
3: yeah. Um, one of them I want to rearrange. And like when I started working with this new band, we kind of changed around the one Bridge of Avignon too. So it's, they're just like old, good experiences for the studio. I learned a lot, but ready to make new Yeah, ready,
1: ready to make that tune and make it for what it really is. Yeah, and who's what's in happening the, Who's now? In the new band?
3: Um, Jack Shouty is my guitarist, and From he Darlington. keeps my head on straight at all times, yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> bassists are kind of rotating, mm-hmm. and then I've had Anthony Passante Cantaldi on drums and Gabe Preston on sax, but it's kind of always whoever's around Philly and whoever's available.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, yeah.
1: You have recently mentioned to me that Adam uh, is going to be on the uh, on the drums for the recording, yeah, right? Adam Shumsky, yes. Adam Shumsky. Mm-hmm. Any particular reason not not your uh... I've seen
3: him um, play with a few friends of mine like singer songwriters mm-hmm. and I just found him to fit in perfectly with that style. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, he always blows me away every time I've seen him. So
1: right. The folk funky. Stuff. Yeah. OK. No, it's cool. Well, you went to school for music, too. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. Where was that? County College of Morris. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Getting that county college. Top 10 in the nation of county colleges. Are you serious? Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Is (laughs) it?
1: (laughs) Now who's being dark, Mag? I was trying to be positive. (laughs) That's cool, though. We're neutral, though. What what'd you study there?
3: Um, Music performance. I started in fashion design. Realized I hated it. Um, But I did get my first job in college from that. I was a seamstress. All oh shit. college Yeah um, And then I switched to music I took a walk Through the music wing After my grandpa Told me to check it out uh-huh. And fell in love Was in the office Within like 20 minutes Switched majors Did all that And um, And then I I was like I had a band And I was playing And recording And gigging And then I moved to PA And just like Kind of stopped Playing music for a while How come? Mm. Well, I don't know, like shitty relationship at the time, kind of just not a good headspace. Kind of just broke away from it.
1: Was music kind of involved with your relationship with this person?
3: Kind of. It was like inspiration didn't strike all the time at Uh the time. So um, I think I probably wrote a couple songs. I played like one or two gigs in that time, but I kind of just I fell really into uh, heavy into hooping. Oh, yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> festival hooping. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm.
1: So we're, you were going to festivals and just trying, like, talking to people there and, like, learning the tricks of the trade or what? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I had a friend come home from a festival with his hula hoops and he taught me. And then I started. Uh, That's sick. I mean, honestly, I just tripped on mushrooms and started hooping one day. It was <laughs> all downhill from there. <laughs>
1: when we were, we were just at a festival uh, that we played. It was um, – oh, my God. I'm going to forget the name of it now. Yeah, I got it. It was Front Porch Fest in Stewart, Virginia. and um, it on a front porch? It, they have a giant front porch stage oh, down sweet. at the bottom of this hill. That's pretty awesome. We didn't play that stage. We played uh, what what they call a VIP stage for, you know, very important people, yada, yada. <laughs> and then they have, like, a stage that's, like, inside this covered uh, patio-ish kind of area. We got to play in there, and we got to hang out. What was my point? Oh, yeah. So they had, there was a point. Hooping. hooping, yeah, hooping, hooping. They had like five or six hoopers there. And, and like two or three would, would dance at a time. And they would like switch out with each other, like tag team, and just like take breaks and keep rotating. I thought it was fascinating. They had these crazy ass outfits on. Oh, yeah. Um, remember the, the one girl with that? It was like a cheetah girl that had like the little tail yeah. attached to her, mm-hmm. uh, her hoop on her pants. That was awesome. I was like, yeah, you go. It's
3: really hard to hoop with a tail. Really? I've done it. It gets okay. stuck up in the tail, yeah.
1: I think most of them did had uh, the tails when we we
0: saw them up they there. Must
3: have had short tails, or were they long
0: tails? I don't know. They, were, they the, long, the, long, the long girl's tail was pretty long. It was like down to like here.
2: Yeah. Was yeah. she yeah, hooping on her
3: legs?
0: Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't remember. I think we we were pretty drunk. Yeah, too, so. we were. Oh. So we we got so. a little lit that night. But, um <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's a side story. But like, so when you're learning to hoop, right, were you doing festivals pretty much like immediately or you were still learning or you kind of like eased your way into it? or?
3: Oh, no, I only hooped like professionally at a couple festivals, mostly just for fun. That's awesome. I just, yeah, it's really like anxiety reducing. In what way? It you You kind of like with music, you find a state of flow where you're fully focused on what you're doing uh-huh. and like. I just reach points where, like, I don't even know. I don't hit people, luckily, but, like, I don't even pay attention to what's going on around me. My full focus is on in the moment. And you
1: find a calm in that storm with, like, making sure the hoop stays up and constantly moving. and
3: Yeah, and once you get past the point of just making sure the hoop stays up and you start to do <laughs> fancy things, it gets, like, yeah, it gets really flowy.
1: Do <laughs> you lose track of time when you do it? Oh, yeah. Do you still hoop?
3: Yeah occasionally i'm trying to get back into it i think you saw me hooping in the living room
1: did i yes i did when when we were over your guys's place uh yeah. you live with eric cooper and skylar jenkins who we've talked about on this podcast a few times skylar jenkins is a great videographer and eric cooper's a wonderful bass player and friend um and you live with those dudes has it been cool
3: it's been great
1: have any wild stories that they haven't shared with me probably
3: i'd have to think on that
1: <laughs>
3: probably <laughs>
1: those dudes know how to get high and i'm sure you kind of put them under the table
3: i think so <laughs> if you're not watching the youtube
1: channel and she just has she had a definite nod yes that's <laughs> that was it that was an absolutely i fucked them up do you do shrooms a lot when you poop
3: i used to <clears throat> i haven't done them in a while i've kind of taken a break from like tripping for the past two three years
1: wow is it because of a bad trip or was it just because like hey you wanted to move p- past that and try get back to like normalcy was,
3: yeah i was doing like too much too frequently okay. and having like really weird trips and it just wasn't wasn't for me anymore so i took a break but on my road trip a friend of mine gave me some mushrooms to take while i was in acadia and i didn't get to because i had to drive down <coughs> cadillac mountain and i was like that's probably not a good idea while no definitely <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a good call. Can leave my car there for twelve hours. I don't know, but um, so I got. I'm sitting on that. <laughs> hey,
1: you got a good time ha- coming. I know. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. you're going to be in the studio. You might as well have a good time, right? If you're not working, really, <laughs> if somebody else is doing their shit, that's cool. Do you dabble in anything else, really? Are you...
3: Just weed. Okay, I'll trip occasionally.
1: You ever tried DMT? Oh yeah. Like it? Hate it? Mm. Indifferent.
3: It's fun. I don't think I've had like the spiritual experience people talk about, but I what feel like experience? you really need, oh, just fucking sit back and trip balls for like 20 minutes and then it goes away. <laughs> <Friends> <laughs> it's
1: kind of kinda goofy. I friends know. of mine have told me that it doesn't last that long. It, like, like maybe even like a minute or a minute and a half.
3: I'd say it's really intense for like maybe that, maybe five minutes. It's been a really long time, but like I was still seeing visuals for a while.
1: Okay. Mark. Did you try? You tried DMT,
0: right? I did. Yeah, when the when the bridge. <laughs> we, have, we, have this, we have to explain that now. okay? So
1: on the road, we were on the road with Devin Coleman, and Mark kept mentioning his old band, The Bridge, just like tour stories, like war stories. So they were getting sick of hearing and so, me say, "Oh, so The Bridge finally, did this." Finally, Devin was like. The guitar dark car, guitarist Devin, he
0: was uh, <laughs> so now whenever we say the bridge, we someone has to go. <laughs>
1: um, and you. Mark will try to beat me to it if if uh, if I'm not prepared or I'm just drinking something and I can't, I can't get it. Yeah, out it's time. Because cool. he's tired of me doing it to him, so I think we're gonna outlaw the noise and outlaw the bridge from conversation. I'm Shit, what are you gonna <laughs> say?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a friend who like I think it was maybe my first time smoking it and I met him at a festival. <coughs> it was me and three other people were sitting on a hammock smoking it and they're telling me about how like spiritual it is and you can like really tap into the universe and get answers to questions and this one guy was like about to have a kid with his wife and he was like he smoked it and he's like I saw this elf come up to me and tell me that I'm going to have a baby girl. And he gave me, like, names to name her and all all this shit. And he was telling us all this. And then, like, five months later, I checked in. I was like, so, did you have a girl? He's like, nah, I had a boy. I was like, the elf yes, was the wrong. DMG <laughs> was wrong.
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> fucking elf. <laughs> you're fucking you're fucking
1: elf. So, DMG's just yeah. fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. Do, you seem to, from what I can tell, you love to search for... Connection with these drugs. Am I getting that right? Like,
3: oh, with these drugs, yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> okay. I'm like, when I do take them again, I'm, I'm hoping to get something out of it because yeah. I use the, I use them as like party drugs for a while at festivals. Okay. And I got I had like you know definitely some doors opened, like my, just different ways of thinking through tripping. But okay. Yeah.
1: I know I'm afraid of. uh. We're talking personal fears. I'm afraid of pretty much any drug. Molly, I'm pretty sure I'll be fine. You
3: haven't done any?
1: No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty low key. Like Mm. I got weed at home. It's fine. (laughs) And then uh, taking a break from the drinking. But like uh, other than that, no, I don't go too off the uh, the reservation. (coughs) Ecstasy, I'm a little, you know, nervous about. I don't fuck with that anymore. Because remember how we were saying dark, Rob? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Rob will probably get super dark and cynical and like
0: in my head.
3: It's, it's, like, near impossible to do that on ecstasy.
1: You don't know me very well, do you? Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: you'd, you'd, be, you'd be fine on All ecstasy, right. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, I could see you, like, freaking out, though, if you did, like, acid or something, though. Like, oh, yeah. that
1: I'm definitely not touching.
3: See, I, I don't do football. ecstasy anymore because I found myself, like, um, saying really nice things to people that I didn't necessarily mean. And okay. I was like, that's not authentic. So I didn't. I don't, like keep doing it. You're
1: like being fake with people and you, yeah. didn't, you didn't enjoy that. Mm-mm. Like I feel that. I think uh I think I'm good. Like I'm good, all about connecting with people. I'm gonna try to do it naturally as long as possible. <laughs> 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 because uh if I don't need it, take it, I won't. Mm. You know, but you know, it's been nice. I just started um to be hundred percent honest, I just started smoking weed like like No way. Ago. Yeah, I was I was in high really? school. Really? A couple
0: months ago? Really? Yeah. Swear to God. No well, shit, dude. Well,
1: well, the reason why is because I was so. Well, maybe like a year. Well, ago.
0: shit. Let's get high, dude. <laughs> Come
2: on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but no. But the reason why was like in high school. I was all about um, being uh, conservative and like no drinking, no drugs. Like no, it's bad. Dare. No, <laughs> You're one of those. I was one of those. And and that, I dated,
3: yeah, I dated this I'm girl. <laughs>
1: I dated this girl. All she wanted to do was get high. I'm like, no, don't do it. do it. Don't do it for me. And then we broke up, and she's been high as a kite ever since. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, it's the whole thing. They brainwash you into yeah. thinking it's a bad drug, right? Just... Yeah.
3: Well, now I have I have my medical card. No shit. So, like, doctor's orders, I kind of have to be stoned all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> do you, uh. How are the the um, medical uh, I guess medical stores? Do they call them or I guess uh, dispensaries? Dispensaries. <clears throat> so See? I have a lot yeah.
3: of thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Um, so like the weed's really good, and I can now taste the difference between when I smoke some, like, something from there and something else just from a friend off the street. It, I don't know. There's just like a better taste to it. However, when I go in. I've met with, like, bud tenders and pharmacists alike who, like, just have no idea what the fuck they're talking about, and all they do is go on Leafly, which is this app where you can look up different strains and what yada, 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 which is, like, I could do that. So, it's not as, um, like, when I was in California, I'd go in and be like, hey, I have anxiety, but I also have epilepsy, and I have, um... I don't want to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, oh, here's this thing that we have. This would be perfect for you. Whereas here, they're like, let me see. Hang on. I'm looking all that up. Do they
1: swipe on the phone in front of you? No, the computer. Oh, uh, I was like, about to be on the like. Computer. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this and the like pharmacist did that and
3: asked the bud tender. Yeah, I could <laughs> do that. Oh, that's a good app idea. What? Weed strains. Oh, like and yes and so no. you swipe it like on Tinder, and then you have like a database of what you need. When you go into the dispensary. And
1: they just, they, when you walk in, they know what you need? Yeah. How would they do that? I guess it'd yeah. be like a it bit like It would be like, like percentages phone, right?
3: of indica or sativa or hybrid, which is like indica is like really low, puts you into couch. And then into, sativa into is really... <laughs> no, I've
1: never heard that before. You've never heard that before. <laughs> indica, indica. Into couch. Indica into
3: couch. And then sativa is like really lifts you up. So like for someone with anxiety or epilepsy, you don't want a sativa high.
1: Right, because you're going to be, like, yeah. high strung. So
3: I like hybrids because I don't want to fall asleep, but I use it for anxiety and epilepsy during the day. Okay. So, yeah, it's this whole crazy well, science. So let's
1: talk about this idea because I like this. So yeah. you have your phone, right? Right. And you're doing the Tinder thing. Mm-hmm. I guess they do have a Whole Foods. Not a, is it Whole Foods or is it uh, a um, like an Amazon Whole Foods thing where you walk in with your phone and you buy. It knows what you pick up off the shelves. So, like, if you walk in and, like, scan your phone on something and, like, ooh, 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 I got it, I got it. So, like, all the weeds on the wall, right? And when you walk in, what'll happen is all the strains that it knows that you don't want, it'll have, like, a red light behind it and all the ones that... That you would like or have a green light.
3: When you walk oh. into the store, the lights change for you. Well,
1: if it's like a one-on-one thing, how awesome would that be? So you <laughs> scan your phone, right, and then you walk, walk, and you scan your phone, and then the wall immediately changes color. The they'll have a red background for what you this shouldn't is take, crazy, and then a green background for what you should take. Yeah, I like this idea.
3: Yeah, or or, or.
2: <laughs> great idea, but. <laughs> you just have
3: a list of, like, what what, what works, and they, they go from there.
1: You know. See, that's, that's I mean, I, that's I like easy. the light
3: idea. I do like it. I like the... Um, uh, I think we'll get there eventually.
1: Okay. You, I, you're not sold should on my we, light idea. Should
3: we edit this whole thing out because someone's going to take this app idea? Patent pending.
1: Yeah. Patent pending. <laughs> We're putting it in now, guys. Tinder for d- weed. D- tinder for weed. <laughs> Winder.
3: Ooh, you like to combine words too. I do. People I'm get mad at me. I'm a word biner. Me too. People get so mad at me. I'm a word biner.
1: That's what word biner. That's our
3: title. Okay. Do you like it
1: though? I I do like it. Okay. Not as much as my light behind the weed thing, but I like it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Patent pending. But yeah, so I do that with my girlfriend. I do that. I combine words, and she's like, "Shut the fuck up." Yeah, anyway, everybody. Back to music. That to me. Do you find that? <laughs> So you you were with a guy, and you and it didn't work out, or partner, or whatever, and it didn't work out, and you stopped playing music for a while?
3: Yeah, just it, the energy for me was drained, and I felt like every time I tried to write a song, it kind of just went nowhere, and it was a weird time in my life. So then I moved to Philly, and it was still kind of happening for a while. I was more focused on like going to shows and hula hooping at the time. <clears throat> And I'd still play, like, here and there, but it wasn't anything like it is now. Right. And it was actually, like, my grandpa who kept pushing me, and my mom who kept pushing me to play again, play again, play again, eventually got sick of, you know, feeling like I was letting people down. And, you know, like, when a musician gives up music, there's obviously that, like, holy shit, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? So, picked it back up, played my first show at World Cafe Live, I think, like, a little over two years ago. Cool. And it's just been kind of nonstop since then.
1: Who was on that bill?
3: That was a um, something called Love Fest.
1: Oh, Boy Wonder's show.
3: Yeah. Mhm.
1: Yeah, he's a friend of mine.
3: Yep. I played at the bottom of the stairs.
1: Oh, the Bose stage. Mm-hmm. He, 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 for nobody, for whoever doesn't know, uh, this festival called Love Fest. They put a Bose uh, single stairs system at the bottom of the stairs, and it's got like a pole and like a little bass and you play out of that and mm-hmm. that's pretty much the
3: so it's all like stage. solo acts yeah yeah
1: and then like if they get a percussionist or whatever but that's
3: awesome yeah
1: and you play like a half hour set and you got, kind of got you back in
3: yeah i was really nervous too and it was good and it was cool because when i released that single last year i got to play on the upstairs stage and it was also cool because i used to work there so it was my first job when i moved to philly it was my first show back in music in philly And my first single release. What'd you do at World
2: Cafe Live?
3: I was an SA, a server assistant. So like bussing tables, running drinks, cleaning up, all that. I gotcha. Yeah.
1: Hey, man, ain't no shame. I used to work at a Wawa. So that's probably way better because you're closer to the music than I was. was Shame. Huh? Shame. (laughs) Shame.
3: No, lots of free music. That was always awesome. Who
1: was your favorite artist you saw when you were... Uh, working.
3: oh snarky puppy. You were working during the. <sighs> yes, puppy it show? was amazing because I was working and I was really pissed because I was back in the kitchen rolling silverware, and I texted my one boss and I was like, "It's really dead. Is it cool if I go dance?" And he was like, "Yeah, whatever. Fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> so I clocked out and I ran it out, and as soon as I ran out, Binky was playing, which is like one of my top three favorite songs. And I just, like, fucking pushed people out of the way and ran to the front of the stage and drooled over Michael League the entire time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you met him? No. I he cool. should meet me. He should meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Put that into the ether. He'll Please? come to you. Please. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> but that's cool, though. So you worked there for what? Year, two years?
3: I think, like, three years.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. While. At what point do you start uh, really getting into yoga? as well
3: so i my mom's been a yoga teacher my entire life Mm -hmm. so i did it off and on my whole life and like when i was a kid i was a dancer so it was like fun stretching for me and then i hit the teenage rebellion years where i was like fuck yoga not doing that (laughs) and then i got into college and i was like trying to get healthy and Um, I started reading a lot about Buddhism and yogic philosophy. So my mom would um, teach me sun salutations, which is like the foundation of a vinyasa practice um, in the morning before I'd go to school. And then I fell in love and she really pushed me to go get my yoga training certification. So I graduated from there in 2013. Mm -hmm. And then I've been teaching in Philly ever since.
1: That's really cool, man. I did see the you were just featured on it like a. Uh, philly tv on the um what is it water yoga or what, what is it yeah, called it's like Aquavita.
3: it's the stand-up paddleboard yoga
1: that's so cool if you guys haven't seen it it's just yoga on paddleboards all lined up next to each other you gotta go look at this <laughs> it looks so cool it's
3: right by spruce street harbor park uh do you
1: do you hang out there often spruce street harbor park
3: um no, I want to go over there more, especially since it's getting colder, and just like take the subboard out. But they, when they have like the free music in the park, sometimes I like to go there.
1: Okay, I've heard some horror stories <clears throat> with the uh, oh no the uh, the the homeless people usually end up over there because the hammocks. It's easy to sleep there.
3: Oh yeah, I haven't been there late at night. Oh
1: uh, okay, so I've I've just heard some weird things, and I was just curious if you would experienced that. But I, I do not. love the free music in the park idea. It's fantastic, mm-hmm. and
3: yeah. then. Saw so Octave Cat there. No way. Yeah, it was like a month ago.
1: That's with the uh, Eli Winderman of Dopapod, and uh, who else is in that group?
3: Shit. Char- <laughs> Charlie Pater- Paterno. Paterno. Paterno? Yeah. yeah.
1: Sorry, bass player. Our bad. <laughs> Should we look it up? You're not. I guess it's one of those things like you're not a true fan of a band. <laughs> <movie>. You're <laughs> the bass player, right? Wait, who's your favorite
3: band? I'd have to say. <clears throat>
1: Quickly thinking of bands that she knows the bass player. Oh, I name. can't
3: pick one. Snarky Puppy, Umfries McGee, and Wolfpack.
1: Okay, well, who's Umfries' bass player? Ryan Stacy See? There you go. <laughs> it was like a meme that came out years ago. It, t- it proves true. You're not a true fan of a band until you know who the bass player is. Jesse Miller is Jesse the bass Miller. Lotus.
0: Oct- of Octave Cat. Oh. Who, who What band did he play with? Uh, I don't know. Lotus. It just says it just says Jesse Miller. Well, then he's Octave from Cat is his. Oh, he's from Lotus? Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, see? <laughs>
1: Oops. Knew that. <laughs> I
3: knew
2: that.
1: <laughs> Air five across the table.
3: <laughs>
2: casually casually eat smacking this. the mic.
1: <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but um no, I love that and I, what I was really curious about is the connection. Do you find that there's a connection with yoga to music at all?
3: I've certainly been finding it. <clears throat> like what specifically? Um well, I like to use it throughout all my classes, and I've been playing a lot more funk music during it, but... Um,
1: really? That doesn't, like, put people off or anything?
3: Not yet. Oh, okay. Or they haven't told well, me. Well, no, I'm just curious, <laughs> because,
1: like, I figured drum beats and... Yeah, well, I'll typically
3: play, like, Desert Dwellers, but on the water, I've been playing some, like, Corey Wong or Lotus or, I don't know, Galactic came on, and it was pretty pretty fun. But, um... I mean, like, the stretching, I feel like, is immensely important, especially for musicians, Mm because, like, I had tendonitis in my wrist for two years, and that almost put me out of being a yoga teacher. No way. And, um, I, I did yoga to heal me from that, and, you know, so many musicians have, like, back and neck pain, wrist pain, hand pain, um...
1: I feel like you're speaking to me on yeah. this one. Like, I'm, as a drummer, I have all of these things, mm-hmm. and especially my wrists, I worry about my wrists all the time.
3: Yoga can help with that. I can show you like some good stuff to do. I've been showing Coop too.
1: <clears throat> I feel like all guitar players should do some form of hand Stretching. conditioning, yoga, or whatever.
3: Yeah. Well, and then the thing is, is like um, I got some guitar lessons from Rob Compa mm-hmm. sometime last year, and he was telling me that he had something going on with, like, his hand or his wrist, and he was doing stretches, and I was like, okay, but how are you breathing? And he was like, well, I don't know. And he just, like, didn't think about it, and a PT isn't going to tell you to breathe. They're just going to show you the stretches. And, th- like, from yoga, I know that breathing, sending oxygen through the body is really what's going to help heal everything. So you got to have both.
1: Okay. So... You're saying that through playing and through stretching and everything, if your your breathing is correct, you'll actually be more relaxed, and, and it'll actually be easier for you to play your instruments, things mm-hmm. like that. That makes sense to me. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> and if is,
3: you're high, it it's sense. even easier. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also cool because I teach um, this this kids' music program, and um, the boss of the founder of that created a class called Moga which is music and yoga. Hmm. And it's just like singing songs while we do yoga poses, so it's good for the moms and the kids. So it's just like I'm finding all these different ways to combine everything and
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I love that yeah. connection. I know that for me I've always wanted to have that. I've always wanted to have like a um like a conditioning that related to what we did as musicians or as, you know, our livelihood and all mm-hmm. that. I love that <laughs> so much. I do, cuz I know that with my hands I worry about I said it already, just like the stretching and getting tendonitis oh and I get weird things with my fingers.
3: Yeah. Well, so here's the thing is I wanted to just special at like find my niche with musicians and then I was telling my friend who owns a business and she's like, I love it. But are you gonna get paid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, Mmm <laughs> I, I still guess, wanna do it though. I guess musicians need it. Well you
1: could totally do it on like a tour if you got like if you were if somebody was like, we need this badly for like a five piece band and you'd just be an in-house mm. like yogi for <laughs> this band. Put this out there. Into <laughs> <of> the ether. <laughs>
3: I'm for hire for any band.
1: Actually, I hear Snarky <laughs> Puppy has a lot of people in its Snarky band. Snarky Puppy,
3: so Humphreys. Yeah. yeah, I got you. You. Could, be, you, could, you could be a yogi for
1: some of these people.
3: That'd be Calm awesome. Down. Yeah. Me and Skylar have been brainstorming. I was like, Sky, I honestly just want to go back on the road. He's like, all right how can you do that? Mm. He's such a problem solver. And I was like, I don't know. And he'll just come up with different things like I can do to do what I'm doing on the road.
1: Do you like traveling a lot?
3: That's like the only thing I want to do. Like when I was three, I remember we had like this big map on the wall. My mom was like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I was like, I want to go here. The whole thing. (laughs) 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 Hey man, you could do that.
1: You could book, you ever thought about just booking a tour that never ended? I mean, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you get to play all the breweries and all the yeah. dispensaries you can. Actually, yeah. would, they, would they ever do music at a dispensary? I've never thought about that before.
3: Maybe. Probably not here. They're like super like sterile and well, you know what I mean? doctor like, office like You know what I
1: mean? Like a Denver type of situation yeah. where it was more open.
3: Maybe. That might be cool. It's like similar to a coffee shop except you get your ID checked at the door and there might be a gun.
1: <laughs> I thought you were the light, you are definitely the dark. You are definitely the dark. I'm not there, bringing And there may be I'm not gun. bringing the gun <laughs> 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 that we know of. Um but, but no, that's what that's what uh, Colorado was like for me and my girlfriend. We went out there and we uh Did you go to the dispensary? We did and oh. it was it was kind of hilarious. We walked in, they grabbed your IDs and it's it's uh the windows are uh, tinted, so you can't see past the windows. Like, what the fuck's going on? They yeah. literally bring you in, pass your ID to the person, and they immediately help you. It's like one o- immediate one-on-one service, which I love.
3: Yeah, I loved it, too. It was really cool. Funny thing. I just shot a gun for the first time. Did you end. love it? Well, wow, I was in Maine. No, I didn't. But So my brother was in the military, and I sent him a video of me doing it. Mm. And he was like, awesome, what kind of gun was it? And I was like, 9 millimeter," and he's like, sweet, did you love it? And I was like, not really. It was kind of scary, and it kept, like, hitting my thumb every time I shot it. And it was like, oh, "Oh, you just need a smaller one to fit your hands better. (laughs) Okay. Maybe I'll try that. thanks. No, thanks. (laughs) That kind of power, it was weird. And then, like, seeing the fire as the bullet left. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was weird. It freaked you out a little? a little bit. Yeah, I could...
1: I can't remember the last time I fired a gun. Mark can fi- has a thing in the back of his house; they can like fire into the side of a hill.
0: Yeah, but at my parents' house, at your yeah. parents' house, yeah. in Upstate New York, yeah. yeah. We fire like like rifles and shotguns and stuff. We're rednecks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Get your guns. Straight up rednecks.
2: Yeah. We're
1: gonna go up there next tour and shoot into the hill. Be awesome. Yep, let's do it. <laughs> so back to music, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you been writing like pretty consistently getting back to the t- like new tunes and for the record or for anything specifically?
3: Um, yeah. So we just finished that one tune that's pretty new. And then, you know, there's always like 15 that are started and, mm-hmm. and trying to finish. So it's like. And Robbie's all about like starting things from scratch and working th- through them together. So I'm like, oh, what can I finish now? What should I bring to Robbie? There's like so it's going to be like a 20 song EP by the end of it. And or like I'll have some shit finished for the next album either way
1: but 20 song EP really? <laughs> like that's yeah. no, it's not going like, to be
3: like <laughs> it's going to be like 8 to 10. Okay. But it's like I got so much mm-hmm. I can be pretty prolific at times and then just like totally have zero inspiration for a while.
1: I feel like inspiration is kind of like that though. Yeah. Is like you'll just it'll come at, out of fucking nowhere. I wrote and a song about it. About just coming out of nowhere.
3: Yeah. Just like it's it's called clockwork, and <clears throat> it's always kind of like I know I'll eventually start writing music again, or I'll write. And it was kind of like way back when, right before um, Inspiration left. But like, I'll just go through these lull periods where I'm like not feeling super good because I'm not really writing music. And then all of a sudden, like three o'clock in the morning, I'm trying to sleep and a song will be racing through my head. And I'm like, ah, here it comes. <laughs> but like, I can't sleep and it's kind of miserable, but I'm writing a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, it happens for a while at that point.
1: And it's satisfying. But yeah. you're like, just like, I want to I wanna go to bed. I just want to go to bed.
3: And usually like shit's happening for me to want to write a song, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
1: No, I feel that. Um, well, it has to, kind of, right? Because you're not getting that inspiration from anywhere else. Shit has to be happening to you for those yeah. stories to be built.
3: I'm better at writing about positive things, though, lately. Oh, yeah? So it doesn't have to be just like a shit show to write
2: music <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All of our songs are in minor keys. <laughs> are they? <laughs>
0: We have like one song in a major key. Yeah, we're
1: not, <laughs> we're not very happy people. <laughs>
2: Dark
3: band.
1: Dark band. <laughs> we'll be all right. Um, but you said something interesting. So Robbie makes you bring it in from scratch, like like a demo, or like well, just he
3: the enjoys basic idea? doing that. So like, I do have songs that I can bring in where like he's worked with artists where they bring in like a line
2: mm-hmm. or
3: like a bar, and it might be just like vocal melody and a guitar chord, and he'll go from there you're showing me one artist i wish i could remember her name but like she sent him a video of just like vocal melody and a couple guitar chords and he turned it into this whole like electronic dance piece was it it keely sebilia yes yeah yeah it was totally crazy to see like the transformation
1: Mm -hmm. she's a great singer too that's fantastic. It. We're trying to get her on this podcast. We haven't booked anything uh, with her yet.
0: Until she actually sat in with us a bunch, right?
1: Yeah, she couple, did. Couple she oh, sat in really? with us a bunch uh, a bunch of times. Uh, we did a couple shows at time with her, I think, and then we did something else.
3: Was she just singing
2: or playing? she was
0: just, just singing. singing, just singing. I don't, I don't well, remember. It was when Burman John branch or something?
1: It might have been it, uh, you know what? Wasn't was it we, with Max? I don't wasn't yeah. in the group yet. Yeah, you weren't in the band. So yet, it right. was uh in the handbone relay previous version. Of this version. Rob's the you.
0: seventh drummer this band has had, I think, right? Yeah, this band Six. is very
1: much like Spinal Tap, where the dr- things just keep happening to the drummer. Drum- drummers just Drummer implodes. explodes. I've never <laughs> seen that movie. Oh, Yay. that's a good. You've
3: never seen it? <laughs>
1: it's, a, it's a classic.
3: I get that a lot. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen that are classics.
1: Yeah, that's what he keeps telling me. In fact, you know what I watched the other night that was not good that he said was a classic? It was freaking. Uh, Speaking of being dark. like a pig. Uh, Deliverance. Deliverance. Deliverance.
3: Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, don't. Wait, wait, nope. wait, wait, wait. Have I? What's it about?
0: It's about. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, after you. You're gonna explain it. Way it's like than
0: these I. dudes go on like a like a kayaking trip in like Georgia and they get attacked by a bunch of rednecks. It's a horror movie with Burt Reynolds from oh. like the seventies. No. Classic, dude. And Angelina Jolie. You know what? I did see that. I name. thought.
3: John wait. Boyd. John Boyd. I saw Cider House Rules, and I thought that was it, but totally.
0: That's totally a good movie, different. though. That's a good movie. Yeah. I
3: felt weird at the end. <laughs> <laughs> kind of destroyed me for a couple of days. Have yeah, you seen that? Yeah, I'm going to take that off
1: the list. No. I'm, I'm I good. I mean,
3: it's like, I guess you should see I it. I guess it's
1: prolific. You should see it, right? Prolific. All right. Prolific.
3: <laughs>
1: That's a fun word to say. Anyway, uh, back to the music, though. Uh, with, with Robbie. Anyway, back to what we
3: Can were we talking about. Can we get a about. counter on how many <laughs> how times, many times
0: Rob says
2: that? <laughs> Anyway, so a back to where, the music. Where the
0: hostess said squeal like a pig at least <laughs> once.
2: Squeal like a pig. Squeal <laughs> like a pig.
1: Yeah, that's a very... Anyway, anywho. Anyway, back to the music. Um, <laughs> no, we love it. Your parents played too, right? Mm-hmm. What was the name of their band? Something Oats. The Wild Oats. The Wild Oats. I was going to say Holland Oats. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> you <I> wish. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: um,
3: yeah, they met and formed. My dad taught my mom how to play guitar, and she had already known how to play, um like, penny whistle and a ah, big-ass Irish drum with a mallet. The Bodron? Yes. Yeah. Thank you for knowing that. Oh, you're a drummer. You would <laughs> 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 Um... And like other very whatever she would pick up. She had like a harp and um,
1: like a penny whistle. Dulcimer,
3: I hope. yeah, penny whistle. Um, and they formed the bluegrass band called Wild Oats. And yeah, my dad can play like any stringed instrument you put in his hands.
1: No way. And you yeah. pick that up kind of from him. I, I've seen your instruments all over your place.
3: <sighs> yeah, I have instrument ADD. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so like every day
1: you pick up, oh, I want to play this today. And you're like. Just hop around,
3: mm, or I'll hear a song and be like, "Oh, I want to cover that on the instrument it's written on." Mm-hmm. I try, I try.
1: I think we all do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a uh, a singer songwriter project. I I play guitar and sing too, and I'll I'll jump around all the instruments in my basement and drive my girlfriend nuts. But speaking of penny whistles and all those instruments, my dad does that too. Oh. Where he's got a fuck ton of instruments mm-hmm. and like. He'll play the dulcimer and it will drive my mom fucking crazy. <laughs> Why? Just the dr- the drone that the low no. note, the drone, the droney mm. sound like the, the the banjo has and the dulcimer has. Does
3: he have the mountain or the the um, hammer?
1: Claw hammer. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, she, she hates it. <laughs> hates. It. Oh no. I mean it. Like he has to go to the farthest point in the house where she isn't, just so she he can practice like the, like these mountain songs and she's just like, she'll fucking kill him. (laughs) But like you guys, I guess you don't have that problem because your dad actually plays all those instruments. That's cool.
3: Yeah. They all like playing together. Yeah.
1: You ever play with your folks?
3: Yeah. I mean, when I was in like second grade, they were playing shows at like various, um, I don't know what you call them. Like, um, harvest festivals and things like that. And, um, they had a pretty well-known Irish band that would, play around town and um i'd sit in on songs and sing with them that's cool yeah and it was you guys know martin sexton dar williams yeah
1: i love dar williams
3: we would be singing like dar williams songs and my second grade teacher was like i can't believe you know so many big words <laughs> <laughs> singing these like folk that's tunes hilarious. at eight years old yeah martin a lot uh, of fun. Uh, uh martin
1: sexton's one of mark's favorites in fact you can see his poster in his bathroom
3: Ooh. oh
0: yeah <laughs> I don't know why it's in the bathroom, but that's where
3: yeah, it is.
0: What? inspiration comes in. I love, in, I love naughty sexes. places. He's awesome, man, for sure.
3: Which poster is it?
0: It's uh, it's just like a live <coughs> poster. I don't know that I got when I when I sat
3: live in wide open. Oh, okay.
0: It's it's like it's like uh, just him making a face, playing guitar. I don't yeah,
3: know. Those are the best. Yeah, he makes a lot of faces.
0: He does. I'm a huge Dar Williams fan, though.
1: Are you? Yeah, massive. Sweet, massive. I like, met uh, her. Uh, you met her. I met her. Me too.
3: So my mom, well, both my parents used to run this um, music venue up in West Milford, New Jersey <clears throat> called Music at the Mission, and they would have all these folk artists come to town. They'd ho- host, like, once or twice monthly open mics, and Dar- my mom made a list of five artists she absolutely wanted to have, and she got every single one except Martin. Aw. Yeah. But Dar was there. She was, like, drinking a glass of wine. And I walked in. She's like, hey, are you Maggie? I'm like, yeah, are you Dar Williams?
1: <laughs>
2: <She's> like- <laughs> <laughs> How'd you know
3: my name? Like, oh, my your- mom talked to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool.
1: Yeah. Um, w- uh, I saw a show of hers. It was at, like, at a, like, a festival that she was, like, one of the headliners for us, like a folk fest. And, like, we're all standing around. And my mom's, like, buying jewelry. And then Dar Williams comes up and goes... You should get those. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm getting the same ones. <laughs> and my mom was like,
2: "Okay, uh, who's that?" My oh. dad's like, "That's
1: fucking <laughs> I was like, Oh, no idea. Oh no, she's got good taste. <laughs> That's amazing. But I love, yeah, those two artists are great. Mm-hmm. I didn't know much about Martin Sexton until we were. I was on the road with Mark, and he showed me a bunch of recordings <sighs> and stuff.
3: He's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you, your parents did they tour a lot, or did they just play local and stuff?
3: Um, they don't play together anymore. They would mostly play local, but I know when they were in college, they would tour. Mm. And actually, so all growing up, my dad, anytime something would happen, like, um, uh, maybe like a car was about to hit him at an intersection or like. Does
1: this happen often with your dad? (laughs) (laughs) Just like anytime it would happen? Or
3: like the dog would run away. I don't know. Like I'm thinking of extreme cases. (laughs) The dog would run away or. He would he he had a saying of saying whoa Jim, and I always thought it was from like a movie. And I asked my brother this later, and he thought we all thought it was from a movie. And one day I was with my mom in the car, and I was like, "Mom, why do you guys say whoa Jim all the time?" Because she said it. She's like, "Actually, we were on tour. This was in like the '60s or '70s," <clears throat> and um. The the there was a guy driving named Jim driving the bus and then their like fiddle player or something or bass player was in the back and he was tripping on acid and they were oh no what town were they driving through this is crucial to the story I
2: can't remember <laughs>
1: it, it, it's really important <laughs> to the story
3: yeah it uh, doesn't matter let's call it Butterfinger because that's what's coming to head Butterfinger right now. <laughs> okay sounds good <laughs> so they're driving through this town called Butterfinger. And this guy's in the back on acid going, whoa, Jim, we're in Butterfinger. (laughs) And so ever since that, they said, whoa, Jim. (laughs) But like repeating it over and over again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So I take it you have a couple siblings? Yes. Okay. Are you the youngest, middle?
3: Youngest, two older brothers, seven and nine years apart. Wow. I'm the baby.
1: You are the baby. So they got like kids and... Shenanigans and okay, if you didn't see, she just rolled her eyes dramatically. (laughs) And I don't want to ask anymore because I feel like we'll find some shit out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sorry, boys. (laughs) Moving on, are your parents together anymore? Mm -mm. Oh, okay,
3: nah, they live like 50 minutes apart though.
1: Oh, so they like see each other when I go visit? No, Uh, okay, (laughs) I feel you,
3: but I can see them both when I
1: go up there after West Milford. Or Philadelphia. You guys all moved up to, uh, or they moved up to uh, New York, right?
3: No, they're both still in West Milford. Oh, okay. Although my mom, so like West Milford's right on the border of Greenwood Lake, New York. So my mom lives on the lake and it's just like just across the border from New Jersey. Mm. So she lives in Greenwood Lake, New York. Okay.
1: but Might as well just be Jersey. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. It's probably cheaper They're both
3: on lakes. It's
2: great.
1: That's cool. You got, like, two lake houses. hmm
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which must be inspiring to write to, is all I'm mm-hmm. saying. That's cool. I like that. Um,
3: I like lakes.
1: I do, too. I, 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 I like to write in in that kind of environment on acoustic, for sure. Yeah. With, like, my shit. Whenever I try to write in a room, it never feels right. But if I write so while I'm, like... like,
3: drive to a lake?
1: No, if I'm, like, write. camp... Well, my parents are camping or whatever, and I'll, like, be there with a the guitar. Like, my dad plays, like I said, and I'll have mine, too. We'll, like just be sitting up there and I'll come up with some idea on acoustic. I'll be Like, oh that's kind of nice and then th- that idea always manifests into something mm. from nature I yeah. always write better out- outside than yeah. inside
3: yeah in college when I was writing a lot of songs I'd sit out on my porch and I'd usually be like drinking until four in the morning but I'd be on my porch for it and listening to the sounds of nature.
1: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I was wasted, but I I was there, kind of, you know. I browned out a few times. All my best
3: work. (laughs) All my
1: best work I browned out, too. Actually, I did. (laughs) Here, quick story. Fun story. Uh, When I was living on 26th and Federal with these two roommates, I uh, was really upset or depressed at the time, and so I got a bottle of Old Crow, I said, I'm just, yes. <laughs> like, you can tell where this most is going. Depressing. <laughs> yeah. So I was, uh, this is Wawa days. I was not making a lot of money. <laughs> so I'm in my room and I'm, I'm just, I'm drinking. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to write as many songs as I possibly can. And I, I wrote like 10 songs and I was like, Damn. this is great. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I wake up the next morning with the, the craziest hangover. And then i go, okay, well, it's all worth it if the, the tunes are good. And then I just start listening and it's just <laughs> mumbling, just like in jargon chords, and I'm just like this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking not worth it. <laughs>
0: well, at least the whiskey
1: tasted fine at the time. Yeah, that
3: never happened to me. They were all perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you shut the, you
1: shut your mouth, Maggie May. That shit's hilarious. Do you still do that? Sit on the porch <laughs> yes. and drink and write?
3: No, I've gotten better at sober writing. Now when I write, it's like I'm in a situation where I can't write it down and it's frustrating. Wait, why it's can't part you Part of why I quit my job recently, because I would be like sitting making jewelry and just like writing lyrics down. Because I'd be I'd need to be working, mm. not like writing music. But it comes to me at all these weird times.
1: Well I noticed on uh you have a? Is it a jewelry making company on Etsy, or is it like uh, you're with a group?
3: Well, I, I I make my own jewelry occasionally. Okay. Um, I thought I wanted to run a jewelry business, and then I worked for one, and I was like, no. Nah. Um, what,
1: what made you hate it?
3: Just just seeing all the business sides of it, and <clears throat> the it's kind of declining right now, and a lot of places are going out of business. So oh, no. I'll just do it like. If inspiration strikes, I'll make a couple pieces, sell them, yeah, it's do like it again hour. when I, yeah. It's so like, if you I need like a doing scratch. it. That's yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah, but it's Guy Tribe Gear. There's zero info on Facebook and no website or anything, but I'm on Etsy. Which <laughs> yeah, is <she's> on Etsy. <laughs> yeah, I'm on it. Go
1: Etsy. check her out on Etsy. That's cool. <laughs> so, do you have any big shows coming up that are, like, you're getting ready to plan or announce Okay, it's strictly focusing on the record, which is totally
3: cool. Right now, yeah. I've gotten some offers, but I'm kind ca- of like, I don't want to, it sounds shitty, but I can't take anything that's not like a, that doesn't have a guarantee right now, because mm-hmm. I'm hustling just music and yoga at the moment. <clears throat> I got it,
1: uh, making bread from yoga and doing yeah. that, and just writing on the side. Yeah. I got it.
3: I mean, I'm hoping to just get a Maggie Mae and Hambone Relay show going next year. Yeah, it's
1: going to happen. We, maybe for sure. we'll make that it's happen.
3: happen. Yeah.
1: yeah. We like it. It was supposed to happen in the fall and then everything yeah. kind of fell apart with that, but anyway. jargon. We'll make it happen. Make it happen. We'll make it happen. Um that's cool though cuz yeah. like I wish that I had taken more time to write my first record too. So I'm not saying you're you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I wish I not rushed my first uh album.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I I would like to play some shows and um I just don't want to focus on that and like try to play one or two every month. Like mm. if something happens, cool. But um, I just find like that whole process of like trying to book it, trying to promote it, all of that kind of takes away from my writing at times. So
1: I feel you. Do you see your writing going in a certain direction right now?
3: <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> like a folky, like a
1: folky thing, or is it kind of it's kind going of funkier? Like
3: it's definitely, go. Get, it's a combination of both. Okay. And I was sitting with Robbie the other day, and <clears throat> we were putting together this song, Ghost, that will also be recorded soon. And it's like, the verse is kind of like funky, and then it turns into this like really epic rock chorus. Mm. And he was like, I was like, let's like totally rearrange this if you have any notes. Like, I'm totally open to whatever. And he's like, you know... I see a lot of groups who do, like, the folk rock thing, and I don't really like it because they're, like, these rock groups who love to say, like, oh, I listen to James Brown or da 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 But Like, I like what you're doing here. You do it really well. And I was, like, bracing, too. I was like, oh, shit. You're waiting for the, the bad Fuck. news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: like,
3: oh, cool. Thank you. So it's, like, it's just a mix. I've been, like, I'll do, like, a straight, like, um, uh, verse chorus poppy type song that might sound like ingrid michelson one day and then i'll write like a whole entire seven minute like epic 15 different part funk song another day so it's like my add brain that's cool though because you get get all
1: these different variations of yourself and then you like put that on a record it's like holy shit (laughs) yeah so no it's exciting i'm like
3: is this how i'm gonna flow at all (laughs) we'll see
1: just a bunch of rivers down different genre <laughs> yeah. avenues. Hey, if Zach Brown can do it, you could do it. Mm. They put out one album that was like just they did every genre just because it was just.
3: Oh, I was thinking Zach Deputy. I was like, oh, I love him. Oh, Zach yeah. Deputy's the
1: man too. We got <laughs> yeah. to open for him in uh, oh, yeah? Baltimore. Yeah, he's the man. He is. And he he, he he talking about the music business. He's a dark guy because he's like, mm-hmm. man, I. I can't get his voice right. He's like, I tore through the Dakotas and I almost quit music. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Yeah. But he, he's a funny dude. He's a I great can see
3: guy. That. Yeah, he was super nice. I was like asking him about his gear because it was right before I started learning how to like use a loop pedal and stuff. He gave me like everything mm-hmm. detailed. No one does that anymore, I feel like.
1: Yeah, people are tend to keep their uh, secrets to themselves. Yeah. Not not very often someone will go, oh, I will totally show you this. Yeah. you know, He
3: was totally all about it.
1: Those are the people that will c- continue passing the torch, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's cool. I like that. Do you loop a lot
3: these days? I like to. I just lent my loop pedal to Jack, though. And um, so I gone. asked him, so it's how's it's it treating you? Yeah, and he's like, I really love it. It's made my practicing so much better. I'm like, am am I getting it back?
1: <laughs> that's a no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> You should probably go find him,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, no, that's awesome.
3: Jack, give me my loop pedal,
1: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but that's cool. Are you? Are you? Your live shows are going to be more loop based? Or are they going to be more uh, band based? Or both?
3: It's whatever comes. Whatever up. happens. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to put together like a good um, solo set of like. Covers that I can loop together everything and um, songs that I'm writing on the loop pedal and like trying to get out of, you know, just like one straight track and trying to change it up on the loop pedal, which is really cool on my RC300. And yeah, (laughs) I get really excited about it. But Jack Um, has it. Yeah, but Jack has it. Yeah, that sucks. So I haven't looped lately. That's exciting though.
1: Back on the music news, ladies and gentlemen. Some big music news is this. Wolf Peck sold out Madison Square Garden. How about that shit? And Maggie Mae just got, a, got ticket. a ticket, right? Yeah, Maggie Mae just, just got herself a ticket. a ticket. Are you excited as hell? Yes. Actually you got Arjun's uh, ticket from Arjun, Trap Rabbit, right? Yeah, and
3: Skyler Skyler got a, the second ticket, and I'm so excited. I'm so I was just gonna go with Coop and just like hope, See if you can get in. Yeah, hope that I found one. I'm not missing that. Is Coop going? Yes.
1: Okay. That's gonna be it's exciting. It's gonna
3: be a roommates outing to Wolfpack.
1: I'm pretty sure we are touring that weekend, right?
0: No, we're. I'm. I'm playing with the the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm playing with the bridge in Baltimore that night. Otherwise, someone offered me a ticket too. Uh, really? Like ah. the um you uh, you have a met the, that dude that came to see us play at Funk that went to college with my brother. Yeah. His brother had an extra ticket and was just gonna give it to me. And I'm like, I Damn. have a gig, man. Sorry, so Excuse maybe me. I'll go. I'll try to find a ticket.
3: I just tried to drink the microphone. Casually drink the, e- microphone.
1: Casually <laughs> drink the microphone. Can you drink a yeah, microphone? Like, How does that work? Eye, it looked like, uh, the... like a beverage. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie's. Just wanted to let you know. That. <laughs> <laughs> just, the beer affecting us in different ways. I think. <laughs> that's awesome. But I'm I'm really happy for Wolfpack. That's that's a that's a huge huge thing to do sell out msg yeah. so
3: i'm so happy for them yeah
1: is uh are the fearless fearless flyers opening
3: yes the fearless flyers are fearlessly opening
1: fearlessly opening <laughs> <laughs> i don't know as long as it isn't cold as as uh, red rocks look they did the same show uh out at red rocks it was like freezing and they all had to wear like coats mm. and well, gloves luckily, and
3: msg is inside
1: that's that's what i'm saying yeah well hopefully the heater didn't break anyway <clears throat> Uh, I'm really happy for that. Put that
3: out into the universe, Dark Rob. Dark <laughs> Rob.
1: So you know, on this uh, on this YouTube clip, it'll just be like a, a black background <laughs> with me sitting in and front the of it. Halo just over my no, head. devil horns, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> dark Rob. Over Robin.
3: my
2: head?
1: No, no, no. Me. I get the halo. You get the halo. Yeah. You're, you're, po- you're the light in yeah, this situation. Right. I'm the dark. You <laughs> are the neutral podcast. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> festival season's over, so festivals are kind of running out, and uh, we're kind of talking about our best festival experiences. I believe you went to Peach, correct?
3: Did you go to Peach Festival this year? Not this year. Oh, okay. But you've See, been I before. I did. I have been before.
1: Okay. What's your craziest festival story?
3: Let me think about that. I think
1: she's probably got a few. I can sense yeah. it. Mark, what's your craziest festival story?
0: Uh, I went to Woodstock 99, because <laughs> that's how old I am. <laughs> and uh, and uh I remember leaving right as they were burning the place down. I remember like could you you saw remember that, right? Yeah. So like we we were like, "Hey, uh you guys want to go as literally as like the walls were like on fire." And pe- people were trashing the place and we did, we just we took off. Who was
1: playing when they were trashing the joint? Uh
0: the Chili Peppers, I think. <laughs> That's so, awesome. It was cool. I went with my dad and yeah. my girlfriend at the time and it was it was awesome. It was cool.
1: And was your dad the one that was like we need to get the fuck out of here? No, my dad it? wanted to stay, man. He <laughs> wanted to see what the <laughs> shit was show my that girlfriend was. and I, were like, let's get the fuck out of here. So. <laughs> that's awesome.
3: Okay. I have I have at least one. Okay. So I grew up going to this festival called Falcon Ridge mm-hmm. Folk Festival, and that's where I would see like get my dose of Martin and Dar every year.
2: Yeah.
3: And um it was where I I first started smoking weed, where I first tripped on acid, where I first tripped on mushrooms. And um, the first year that I tripped on acid, uh, we were up up on the top of the hill, and they called it Camp Fubar. And as soon as you, like, walked into Camp Fubar, there was a fire pit, and then we walked a little bit down, and we found this big orange tent, and we just, like, hung out with these random people that we met for a while. And we were tripping balls. And they had these tapestries on every side of the tent. So you couldn't see out. <clears throat> and um, we're sitting there and just like the most crazy, you know, things are happening because we're tripping on acid. And a couple hours in this this girl walks in with mojitos and she's passing around mojitos like, hey, want to try this? We just made them. We're like, fuck, yeah. And then she's like, did you see the fire? and we're like oh yeah we went for a little while they were jamming she was like no 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 no, no not not like the bonfire the fire up on the mountain and we're like what do you talking about she's like you guys need to come out of your tent and come see this and i come out and the fucking sky is orange and i come to find out that a camper exploded and lit 10 tents on fire and there's this huge massive fire happening at the top of the hill that we had no idea was going on so we're watching this happen and then i look over to my right And there's three fire trucks trying to come up and they're struggling to get up because it had rained so bad the night before that everything was muddy.
2: Mm. So like
3: this whole thing's happening. I'm tripping on acid for the first time and I'm like, I got to walk. So I start walking like towards the fire just to kind of get a little bit closer (laughs) just to see see what's happening. And there's people coming at me like (coughs) right and left like, "Um, are we going to die? Oh, it's the phones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fire on the mountain (laughs) get out get out (laughs) anyway I'm walking towards the fire (laughs) and um everyone's like hey do you have a cigarette I left mine in the fire hey do you have a blanket I left mine in the fire and like asking for stuff I'm like this is too much and then we just went back into the tent and hoped everything was okay. And within and a couple hours, it was rode the, hours, re- rode was the rest okay. of the trip? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was fucking wild. Jesus. I've had a lot of other stuff.
1: Wait, so how did the camper ex- fucking explode? That's I, wild. I
3: don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's what I was told. Maybe, like, there was a camper fire and it caught, like, a few tents near it. Yeah. But I was told like this camper exploded and then like tent tents lit on fire. But like there's definitely a fire. I made like it definitely happened. I wasn't just tripping and saw a fire.
1: <laughs> Unless you did.
3: Shit. <laughs> 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 Can we look it up? <laughs> Can we, was this a
1: real fire that happened or was it all in my mind? <laughs> uh, in sad news, uh, the lead singer of the Cars passed away the other day. Kind of sad. Uh, somebody else passes the last time we uh, had a podcast and I'm blanking hard on who it was. It'll come to me in a dream. Anyway. <laughs> but RIP Rick basic, man. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to one of my favorite Dark parts. Rob. What's
0: that? Dark Rob. Dark Rob. Just, just bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> just bring it,
1: bring back the, we don't want it to be too happy. We don't want people to get too elated with joy. We should
3: talk about dreams though. What about Dreams. I've got crazy dreams. I have premonition dreams. Okay. So, like, you saying it'll come to you in a dream. The, do you remember that factory explosion that happened in Philly, like, a few months back?
1: Yeah, they said if something else happened, we, everyone in Philly would have
3: died yeah. or something. I dreamed about that, like, probably three hours before it happened. No shit. But my first one was when I was younger, and um, I was in LBI, and my grandpa, who's dead at the time and still is, um, came down and told me that there was a tornado that was going to hit LBI and to run. And the next day I woke up and there was a water spout from the ocean and then a tornado that came through on land and it like flooded the entire island and my family was trying to cross the bridge and it took them like five hours to just Jesus. get across the bridge and it was crazy. There were people boogie boarding in the streets and yada, yada, yada. But I've had, like, a bunch since then, and I don't know how to hone that. And I've been trying to look up, like, I don't even know how to do that. Go to, like, some premonition dream school, how to hone that and, how like, to, use it for good.
1: You're going to be, like, a superhero that dreams the uh, the incident before yeah. it happens and mm-hmm. then calls it in?
3: And I thought I was crazy, so I told my my family this. My dad's, like, a Trump-voting, hippie dippy. Type who would believe in that. My mom's, like, total polar opposite. And I was telling him this, and he was like, or no, I was telling my mom, she was like, oh, yeah, your dad has those all the time. You should go talk to him. So I went and told my dad. I was like, oh, yeah, Grandpa had them all the time, the one who came and told me about the tornado for my first one." Oh, that's so weird. Yeah.
1: So you have these premonition dreams, and, like, you see events happen be- before they occur.
3: But I also have dream dreams, so I have no idea.
1: Which ones are real, which <laughs> yeah. ones are it's really fucked A lucid up. state. <laughs>
3: You're
1: just constantly calling every night. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what I Dug. saw last night. This cat was talking to me, right? And it said some fucking weird shit. It said, watch the Doberman. Watch the Doberman. Yeah. And then I puked. I so know.
3: if you know of any um, premonition dream school. I
1: don't know. That's fascinating. I don't even know where to start. I would, I guess... Uh, Reddit would probably have a chain of of things to go look at.
3: I think part of it is the epilepsy because I was reading on Johns Hopkins' website. On Johns Hopkins, they say like mental, physical, um, emotional effects of epilepsy. And then they say psychic. Really? Because I think when it wires through your brain, kind of like psychedelics, we were watching a thing on it the other night. It'll connect all these different parts of the brain that don't usually connect, so it'll fire off parts that aren't usually working. So I feel like the epilepsy and the premonitions are all tied in in some way.
1: Have you had epilepsy since you were a kid?
3: Yes, but I didn't know until I was 20.
1: Really? What would you experience, if you don't mind me asking?
3: So I would get these really intense panic attacks that were based on premonitions I thought I was having. So I would um I'd be in a situation and I would feel like I had seen it in a dream before <clears throat> and then I would like have these panic attacks or I would just stare off and I later find out found out that that was a type of epilepsy. I didn't start having any kind of seizures until I started messing around with drugs at like 16 mm-hmm. and then I thought it was just from the drugs. So it wasn't till I was like 20 and it was like holy crap! This insane thing keeps happening, and it keeps getting worse. And I went to the doctor, and they were like, "Oh, you have two different types of epilepsy." But yeah, I would have these panic attacks, and then as I got older, I would kind of black out and have like um, muscle spasms. I'd lose control of my body, but I would mm-hmm. never like have a grand mal and like black out altogether. It was just like a quick thing. So it was really weird.
1: It's fascinating
3: really weird and I I used to have the worst stage fright because I before I was diagnosed I would play open mics all the time and have seizures in the middle of my performances so then I would be afraid to play again
2: mm.
1: and
3: that happening because I'd have to like start over or whatever well,
1: that's brave of you like to be able to go on stage after experiencing that even once I would be freaking the fuck out yeah <laughs> no I, I'm was. saying that's awesome <laughs> like good for you man thanks uh but as for the dreams, like, you're having to decipher what's real and what's like. I'm
3: connected somehow, and I don't know how. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you may need to call someone. I
3: know. Who? Uh, Ghostbusters?
1: Reddit. <laughs> 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 anyway, back to the music. You <laughs> think we're on seven? <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. Anyway, uh, what I was going to say was, on this podcast, we talk about music a lot. It's the point of this podcast. We want to talk about the la- we talk about music things that people are listening to, different uh, things that are um, popular in the music industry these days. But one part of this podcast is we talk about the last five things that people we bring in are listening to. So if you have your cellular device, do you have like a Spotify or Apple music or:
3: Oh, I have Spotify.: Okay. I was on the phone with customer support earlier today.
1: It wasn't jammy enough. I don't know.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was <laughs> anyway, talking about. Anyway, give us
1: the last give us the last five things that you were listening to share with our uh, our listeners here.
3: How do I get there? So, wait, yeah. this kind of sucks though. Can we do the last 8? Because Why three eight? of them are kids.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> kids yoga. Yeah, you can skip those. We don't need to share those.
3: Oh, and So, okay. Well, here's the other thing. They're Daily Mixes and Discover Weekly. So, do you want some of the artists from sure. there? Sure. So, whenever I teach yoga, I put on Desert Dwellers' Anahata dub, Mm -hmm. which is amazing, for doing yoga, too. My daily mix has artists such as Lettuce, Corey Wong, Dopapod, The Motet, Carl Denson, Pretty Lights, Galactic, Bale Fleck and the Flecktones. Oh, yeah, I love us
1: some Flecktones.
3: Medesky, Martin, and Wood. The shit's been on, like, nonstop. Snarky Puppy, Sun Squabby. Corey Wong, Corey Wong. Do you like the new
1: record, Corey Wong's new record? Oh yeah, he we just we put, put it, the we put it on
3: the ho- Yeah, we put it on in the house quite often.
1: That's cool. He's only got the two records, right? Like the the small EP and then the big one that just came out. I
3: think so.
1: In terms of studio albums, I know he's got a couple live records, but I know that he's got the the he's the studio EP um, and then the the big LP.
3: Oh, he's got a live album.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh no, he's got um. Corey Wong and the Green Screen and The Optimist. Most of what I know is from The Optimist, but...
1: I didn't realize it was just a straight-up Corey Wong record. Okay. Yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah. Well, that's cool.
3: I mean, like, I'm pretty much always listening to Corey, Wolfpack, Snarky.
1: Yeah, that vein of jam and then, of jamming music. Yeah. yeah.
3: And I really love Bail Fleck and the Flecktones.
1: Any particular record?
3: No. Just all of it? What's the one with sex in a pan on it? <laughs> I have no idea. Do you
1: know that one? No. <laughs> Mark was grabbing the mic like he knew it. I was ready. <laughs> sex in a pan. That would be the one that Mark knows. Maybe. How do you have sex <laughs> in a
3: pan? I don't know. Flight of the Cosmic Hippo is a good one. I feel like
1: that needs to be a beer name. Is sex in a pan? And or at Flight least of
3: a... the Cosmic Hippo.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> UFO Tofu. Is is the record UFO tofu with, with uh, uh, sex in the pan? Ha-ha. Sweet, yes, very scuttlebutt.
3: nice. Scuttlebutt, scuttlebutt's another song on the, on the album.
1: Oh, I thought you were just so, saying just scuttlebutt. Just a word like, I
3: like to say.
1: Is that, is that is that a part of your thing? Scuttlebutt, just blood, this. That's ar- an answer to like our,
3: everything oh. now. Yeah, scuttlebutt. <laughs> anyway. Patent pending. Patent
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. All right, so here, we we'll do this real quick. We'll do this real quick. Okay. This is what we call the lightning round. Oh, and we, shit. And so I'm going <laughs> to say like a specific question, and you have to give me the answer as fast as possible. Cool? <sighs> okay. What was the first live concert you ever went to? <laughs> that you remember.
3: All right, it had to be Falcon Ridge when I was like three years old.
1: That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> first album you ever owned? Oof. That was yours that you bought with your like your money.
3: Oh, no. I think it was a, pro, it was a No Doubt album.
1: Okay, with the, the, all the hits on it?
3: No, it was... Um, Spotify for the
1: rescue. Go ahead, do do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. Isn't that yeah, amazing? It's a hard
3: question. I have the worst memory. Let me tell you. Oh, so, like, so this is going to be I...
1: hilarious lightning round. Just like, duh. It's okay. My memory is awful too. Do you ever meet somebody and, and they say your name and like they talk about your past conversation? You're like, I'm sorry. Who are you?
3: Rocksteady.
1: Rocksteady. Nice. But do you do that?
3: <laughs> Rocksteady? No. Oh. <laughs>
1: she wasn't listening to me. <laughs> do you ever like, <laughs> you ever see somebody for like the second time and you forgot you had a conversation with them? You're like, who are you? I do. We do that frequently. Like oh, we're yeah. on the road and like Markle tell me, yeah, we met this guy, Dave. You not remember Dave? I'm like, nah, <laughs> don't remember Dave. He's like, you got drunk with him and like hung out with him. Nah,
3: people <laughs> like you guys ask me like, how was your day? I'm like,
2: I, forget. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a really hard uh, question. <laughs> I was, I was, can we do something easier? I was
1: doing indica the couch earlier and I, I yeah. lost my place. Um, let's see. Easier. First band that you fell in love with when you were a kid
3: When I was a kid Yeah when you were younger Fucking Raffy dude Raffy (laughs) Nice First band I fell in love with Yeah
1: Who what's the Actually probably know this question The answer to this question What's the last concert you saw that you weren't a part of
3: Oh. I feel like it's been a while since I've been to a show
1: didn't you just go to Bonnie Rate the other day?
2: Oh, yeah. I went to Bonnie Rate the other day. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> that was I knew the answer, amazing. too. And I was like, I'll that's why ask you it. asked.
1: That's so funny. Anyway, I went to
3: Bonnie Rate the other day.
1: <laughs> Someone smoked a little too much green at Bonnie Rate the other night and just forgot all about it. What people don't know is I saw her after that show. She was like, it was great. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> three, days Can't later, stop it okay, three days later. can
3: talking about it. Yeah.
1: Three days later.
3: What was the last show I
1: <laughs> I don't know. I
3: was going back months in my mind. Dude, like
1: days, shit. days. All you have to do is days. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. What's one of your, uh, <laughs> what's one of your, uh, the artists that you and your brother share that you truly love?
3: At, well, me and my one brother who's in the military, like, he really loves Martin Sexton as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, my other brother, he was actually supposed to come up here so we could see um, Rancid and Pennywise together, but he can't get a ride. But we, like, really bond over a lot of punk music. That's awesome. I had a Mohawk in high school.
1: When we're done here, I need to see that.
3: Okay, I'll try to
2: find
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need to see it. Um, okay, favorite artist of all time right now?
3: Mm, that's so hard because, like, right now, it's Michael Lee, Corey, and Joe Dart all in my head. That's like, awesome. I just see them all the time.
1: What's your favorite venue that you love seeing music at?
3: Anywhere? Hmm. I need to go to more, but I had a really, really great time at Red Rocks. Really? And, you know, I honestly really love the Fillmore in Philly.
1: Oh, we we love the Fillmore. We went and saw uh, Lettuce and um, Turquoise.
3: Mm. Mm. They
1: were awesome.
3: I love them both.
1: Okay. And then uh, what's your favorite album right now?
3: Motivational music for the syncopated soul by Corey Wong. Yeah, it's been nonstop in our house. <laughs> you guys are obsessed. I was dancing around That's with this so fucking. Cool. Where can people <laughs> find you online, Mags? Um, you can find me at www.maggymaymusic.com or Facebook.com/slash Maggie May Music.
1: Dope. You have Instagram too.
3: Yes, it's Maggie May Music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dope. And as always, you can go check out Hambone Relay at www.hambonerelay.com. Check out dates on our uh, website or on our Facebook. And you can also check out our new album called Say Hi to Earl, which you can find on Spotify. And you can go... Hi, Earl. And you can go... (laughs) And you can can check out our newest live in-studio session with Trap Rabbit and uh, Becca from Solar Circuit. We do one of our tunes. It's called... uh... Oh my God! Here come the fuzz. It's super the fuzz. dope. Oh, I got thanks, to watch
3: man. that before it was released. Oh, cool.
1: We're proud of it. Go check it out, and uh, please go follow Maggie when she releases her her new EP when it comes out soon, and all of her dates when it when shit happens. <laughs> yeah, when my, my for shit it. happens. When dates. your shit happens, <laughs> please. We have shit that like we're hoping that shit happens. Yeah. Anyway.
3: Shit happens.
1: Shit happens. Peace out. Love juice. Bye. Oh, that's not on. <laughs>
3: Love <laughs> juice. Love juice. Blub, blub.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Dude. Check this out. Once again, if you want to learn more about Hambone Relay, please go to our website, HamboneRelay.com, or go to iTunes to check out our records, or Spotify, which is where these playlists will be located for these episodes. And don't listen to the haters, man. There's plenty of good music out there. You just have to keep looking. See y'all later.